Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Shout out to Two Pilots Distillery, one of our sponsors this month. If you want to be a sponsor, just hit me up. Red Circle for a little bit of change they put in my pocket. Uh, I want to give a big thank you to all the veteran organizations that we've had the past couple days in the K-9 Hero Project. Thank you all for what you do and what you give back. This guy that I have on the show today is red, white, and fucking blue as it gets. If you haven't heard his music yet and you're listening to my podcast daily, then you're 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 wrong. Go listen to his music. I got Mr. Creed Fisher all the way from Texas today with me. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. I'm in the studio, so it's gonna be a good day. How's that rolling for you right now? Really good. Sweet. Got a pretty good team here. I think we're in our groove, man. This is about our eighth album together. I uh, dude, if it's anything compared to what you've done before, it's uh it's gonna be a badass uh EP. Um so I'll give you a little info real fast on how I came across you. Uh I have a, a very good friend of mine. Uh his name is uh Cody Wiggins. We grew up together. He knows uh how patriotic and stuff I try to be and who I try to stand up for and everything. He sends me some of your songs one day while I'm still working in radio. And that whole next hour that I was on live radio, I was playing your stuff. And some of them very quickly, I realized, uh, I got to listen to these beforehand. And oh, yes. I, yeah, but I do. <laughs> I, I fucking dig it. All the shots that you take at Pelosi and just the left and, and stuff like that. You know, uh, I always say that, Thing music that your daddy, granddaddy, and you can listen to together is good music. I can turn your stuff on with two generations of Terry's, and we all just right. we all just sit there rocking out, dude. It's like listening to Hank. That's one thing about Hank that I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody say, "I don't like country, but I like Hank Jr." I used to hear that all the time back in the day, and I, I hear that a lot about my music. Well, yours has got an actual statement to it. You know, like, it's not just you're just singing poppy bullshit. Like, yours has the actual statement to it. Um, The name of my studio is called Raising Grace, and it stands for somewhere between Raising Hell and Amazing Grace. And and that's where, like, your music is. Yeah, well, my daughter's also's name is Gracie. And uh, so people that get to see me on social media, they get to see me Raising Grace and having a good time, but also praising the good Lord. Um, What... How long have you been in music? Because you're not a spring chicken, I don't think. I've been doing this about 10 years. About 10 years? What you got in? It's, what it's, got you into it? Well, I've always had the, the dream to, to do music since I was little. Uh, watching, going to concerts. As in, my first concert was Ted Nugent at five years old. And I said to myself, man, that's cool. I want to do that. <laughs> And then I went on to see George Strait, and that's when, you know, VHSs came out at that time. You could actually watch a concert at home. And I just, I think we all want to be rock. Well, maybe not all of us, but most of us want to be rock stars when we're little. (laughs) Some of us grow out of it, and some of us don't. Well, thank God you didn't grow out of it. What did you do before country music? I was raising three kids. That keeps you kind of busy. It does. Um, what did you do for a living, though? Or, I was an oil field electrician. You look like a roughneck, dude. For 20 years. 
Um, what finally made you take that leap from working in the oil field and everything your whole life to where you just decided it's time to do it? Just when I became financially able to do it, I started actually making a little money uh, with with the music, and it allowed it allowed me to get away from from West Texas, which I left three times, but I, ha- I always ended up back there because I get in trouble. <laughs> I'd have to go home. <laughs> you seem like my type of guy. I bet on the road would use a damn good time. And I always say, if we would be the best reality TV show ever. There's always some good drama going on with us. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Messi. Is that that just means you're real, dude? Um, I feel like I feel like being on the road with ten people is like herding cats. <laughs> it's not easy. Nah. Uh, have you caught? I, I would just imagine that people with you they either love you or hate you when it comes to your music because of the message you put out. Do you catch a lot of shit? I know you catch a lot of love and support. But do you catch a lot of shit for stuff you do? Man, I tell you what, man, I just, when I first started, I did. Because my first song that kind of, that went viral was When You Come to Take Mine. Badass song, by the way. Well, I got a lot of shit from the Yankees, you know, and a lot of met, you know, people saying, you know, that there's rednecks up north too and all this stuff. And to be honest with you, man, I don't, I don't really pay attention anymore <laughs> to the noise. Mostly what I hear is positive. I mean, it ought to be. Um, well, the best thing to do when you are like yourself is probably just post what you want to post and then just turn the comments off or not pay attention to them in the first damn place. You're putting out the message you just, want to put out. Yeah, and the thing about it is, I mean, on as far as social media goes, most of the people I'm talking to are, are people like me anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, when it comes to like the release of the music, let's, let's say YouTube, for instance, where you can go and comment. I just, I just ignore it. I let my fans take care of that stuff. (laughs) Ah, somebody starts talking shit. You got a whole army of fishers out there that's taking care of it. I'm just, I'm too old to be fighting with someone on, on a computer screen. Uh, my I don't bu- have enough time left to do that. <laughs> my buddy, uh, he's actually like my big brother. He's a songwriter in Nashville. And uh, he just got to writing this song he sent to me the other day. And it's literally, it's talking about that right there. And it's uh, like one of the lines from the song is, don't let Facebook get your ass whooped. And, <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, I like that. Yeah. Well, he's he's a, he's a good old boy. Um. You're you're one of the first artists that I've had on here that hasn't been, and I hate saying this because you're so fucking good, but not considered mainstream. Um, right. But some artists would rather not. Well, I take that as a compliment. Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I was going to say. You know, <laughs> me and you not knowing each other, I didn't want to stick my foot in my mouth there, but I am the king of sticking my damn foot in my mouth. Um, has it been a? I mean, I'm just I'm just a different kind of artist, man. Yeah. I have no desire to be on the cover of Rolling Stone or even interviewed in, in Rolling Stone. When I'm dead and gone, the music's the music, you know? See. I don't, I, I kind of like, if I want to do something like this, I like to do it with people like you, you know, and the rest, I just don't care for, man. See, like, I, I don't need all the, I don't need to be on the CMAs, all that stuff. It's just not my thing. 
that right there is why you will have songs that live on when all these poppy bullshit, when people don't remember their name, what year they had. I mean, I love David Allen Coe. I'll love David Allen Coe till the day I die. And I don't care the some of the racy shit he's put out or whatever. He's one of the best songwriters there ever has been. And some of his music is just astoundingly good. It, it, I mean, of course, everybody knows the, you know, you don't have to call me darling and, and, right. and all that shit. But if you dive into his catalog, he's got songs that will live forever within musicians and people that actually love music. And I think you're the same way, dude. And I did like you having that mindset just makes me even dig you more. Well, I think, you know, especially where we're at in, in not only our country, but country music, you know, it's just, I'm glad that I don't care. I mean, I, I just, I do this for, for my own enjoyment of it and for my fans to inspire people to keep people, you know, I, I hear a lot from my fans how my music helps them, and that, that's why I do it. I don't do it to be – I don't do it for the mainstream fame, you know. And I think David Allen Coe is the same way he did it. He did it for the right reasons, and he didn't care he, what anybody thought. So if I had to say – I think both of our music is ballsy. It has balls, you know. It's, it's, we say what we feel and think, and a lot of people are scared to do that. Yeah, it's got – your music is is nothing but grit and heart. I mean, it, it you you can go from I, I tell you this. We just went on a bachelor trip, and we're on this bachelor trip. And one of my real good friends shows me a song of yours that I had not heard, and it's the one this um um the demons know my name. Uh, the devil. Yeah, the devil knows my name. Yeah. Let me tell you, you had ten grown ass men drunk on a bachelor trip fucking tears coming out our eyes are just i mean it, you don't get that with nothing else man like you, you don't that's heart and soul and yes man i'm telling you that's the difference that's the difference between between the shit that lives on and the shit that just fades away oh exactly exactly yeah. um i share your stuff a good bit especially since we're doing a concert march the 12th at crazy bull in macon georgia y'all please come out but I've shared your stuff a lot lately on social media because of that. And I've had people that we work with in these charity organizations that are for veterans and active duty that have found you and have heard your stuff. And when they message me back and they're like, thank you for introducing this guy to me. Like this guy says the shit that I want to say that uh -huh. I can't, that I can't say uh, you're, you're going to live on, way past your your end date sir to me that's that's what, all that matters man when, what you leave that's another thing i mean you're only going to be on this rock for so long <laughs> you know and these guys that sell out you know it's just i think it's sad because they're not going to have that left when when they're gone you know to me that's the most important thing i mean i think of merle you know merle haggard will be a star a hundred years from now when they don't even know who kane brown's name is exactly yeah i mean that's that's like if you look back at that group from the 60s to the early 90s 
that was country music. Since then, how country music sounded for it all went to shit. Yeah, like that. That's real country music. I I I steal my daddy. He'll get hammered. My my daddy is uh he's sixty. I'm thirty three, and my dad still to this day. Every time he's drinking and he gets a little too much in him, at the end of the night, uh, he plays Hank Williams Senior. Um, that lonesome song and and the train. Um, shit. Uh, I can't remember. The, I can't remember the other name of the song. Um, but anyway, but they they got a gospel feel to them, and right. and I'm telling you, it's like clockwork. And that those came out in what the 40s, the the yeah. 40s or 50s, and we're still to this day rocking that shit. You you can't tell me that. When you put your heart and soul into what y'all do, and you produce real, real music, that it's not just going to live on. And you know, no, because the things, the things they were going through then are the same shit we're going through now. <laughs> except some of y'all's is real about it. That's what I love. You're real about your shit. Well, it comes straight from the heart. You know I, that, and that's why I mean. I'll always love George Strait, but that, that's something missing there that I don't get like I do with Hag. Um, I agree with you on Strait because I, there's not Strait doesn't have a bad song. But the guy's guy, a hell of a singer too. Oh yeah. Know? I mean and you're you're from Texas, right? You got to like George yes, Strait. Sir. I think it's against the law there to not like guns or George Strait. Man, I tell you what, I, I do love George Strait. He was one of the very first concerts I ever went to. Kinda started my love i mean i saw all them girls yelling for george Strait. i knew that's what i wanted to do <laughs> well he, he in my mind is like you folks like you i consider outlaws like jesse james the modern day outlaws like even if you do stuff that's rough around the edges it's in it's so hard not to like what you do but then you have the opposite side which is george Strait, which is the clean cut sheriff cowboy that only uh. A certain people, everybody loves his music, but you don't ever hear anybody saying, damn, I want to be like George Strait. Right. And it's just a cool factor. Yeah, it's when you grow up on the bad side of town like I did, <laughs> you relate more to David Allen Coe than you do George Strait. But I think, I think George Strait got cleaner and cleaner the the <laughs> the longer he did it, you know, he started out with unwound, you know, getting kicked out and getting drunk all night. And we ended up with check yes or no, you know? <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, I mean, all of them's great songs, but yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. There was a progression there. Uh, I mean, you see that with so many artists. That's what's kind of cool about you though, Creed is from your first albums and EPs to what you have now, you still got the same mentality and same feel to your music. Yeah, I think that's the cool part about when you you get an artist like Hag that writes his own stuff. It's literally an open book of the, of the things you've been through in your life. You know, it's that's why, you know, I always say, you know, I'm sure there's some great younger songwriters out there, but to me, you know, you got to live a little bit, go through some, some stuff before you you truly hit, you know, your, your stride as a songwriter. I think when you're in your forties, man, you're writing the best stuff you've ever written. 
Well, most folks in their 40s, you know, they, they've been through the trauma in their life. They've been through divorces. They've been through <laughs> everything they've been through. And, I mean, you got to think. Uh, I tell everybody that comes in the studio, whether they're recording or we're doing a podcast or whatever, tell them all that I believe that everybody who is a musician has one great song in them, at least one great song. And folks like you have several, but everybody's got at least one great song because if you put your life down on paper, you're the only person that can write that song. Right. And, and it'll be great because it'll connect to so many people. Right, yeah. And that's another thing that I really respect about George Strait, man. He he might not have wrote all the songs, but he, he definitely, you felt like he did. Well, so uh, I think, you know. Well, I think the guy that wrote the majority of his songs is Dean Dillon, or worked with him on the majority of stuff, right? And yeah, it, I love Dean Dillon, man. He's one of the best. Yeah. Um, have you ever watched uh, the? There's a series on Showtime. It's called uh, Tales on the Tour Bus. You ever? Oh heard? yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. So, I watched the whole first season, then they went weird with it. Oh, they went to the fucking the funk stuff. They did. And that's just not my thing. But, uh, yeah, I love that first season. Was epic, man. Man, I got to learn so much about country, and I, you wouldn't figure you'd learn about it from uh, from the guy from king of the hill right exactly it was so cool what they did with that thing man it's very entertaining uh besides for just uh mr co and straight what's some other big influences you've had on uh country music hank jr is probably my biggest influence him and waylon what uh what's your yeah, i love waylon waylon grew up and came from close to where i'm from you know so I have Waylon tattooed on my right hand and Hank tattooed on my left hand. It's, I think those two are my two biggest uh, musical influences That's cool. besides Merle Haggard. Yeah, I can sit down and I, I can just turn on like five or six artists. I make a, I have, My daughter's nine years old, and I believe I have the only nine-year-old in my area that knows uh, – that knows some Keith Whitley. I mean, she has right. to, she has to listen to the stuff that 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 me and you listen to. Um, I'm trying to raise her like a little badass. You're raising her right. <laughs> well, the first time You're I heard, her. first time I heard her grandma playing some bullshit in her car, I knew that for every dumbass song that she heard by somebody that I didn't want her listening to, that I had to play her some some CC paycheck some some yeah. stuff like that. I had to play her the good shit. Yeah. I think that should be required if you have a child. Well, if not... <laughs> Getting out of hand, man. Yeah, if you're not, you get a whole generation of what we got now in Nashville. It's it's bad, man. Have you had your run at Nashville yet, or have you decided to hell with it I'm staying away from it? No, I mean, I, I did my first album in Nashville, and just ever since then, I've... I just don't have, it's not nothing against Nashville or it's not, you know, it's just, I found a good team here and have never looked back since then, you know. I don't, I don't think people have to be in Nashville anymore to be successful in music though, in country music. Oh no, that's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. <laughs> I think you get into, which, what y'all have got going on in Texas right now. With all this, these red dirt artists that blow everyone out the water. I mean, you, Co Wetzel, 
Um, you got Cody Johnson, uh, Aaron Watson. I mean, you got all these guys that are just beasts over there. And I wish more people over here on the East Coast knew about y'all. Well, some people just are lazy, <laughs> to be this honest with you. You just got to dig a little. It's right there. I mean, uh, I just think in Texas, the middleman's taken out, and, and, and I get to put out music straight from me to the fans. There's nobody in the middle, you know. And to me, that's why we're still putting out music that resonates with people, that's from the heart, that people relate to and people love because it's not that bubblegum candy pop crap that doesn't say anything you know they're snapping and clapping but they ain't saying much <laughs> ain't nothing but damn just loops and tracks and just bullshit now on most of the stuff man it, it's ridiculous man and i don't have anything against these guys personally i don't know kane brown i'm sure he's a fine you know i'm sure he's a good dude but He's not country, and I, I don't I don't like it being thrown at me as country. So you just said my number one problem with it. I'm fine with people enjoying it. He's obviously doing well for himself, so there's he has a big fan base. I mean, I, I would never knock a person's hustle. But don't tell me that shit's country. And that's the main problem with people have, and I always say this. It's not the fact that pop country exists or they play it. It's the fact there's no balance. You know, if, if you're going to play, first of all, don't call it country. Call it what it is. Second of all, if you're going to play it, then also play something that's actually country. And it's like they've taken the whole thing over, and that's all you hear. If you listen to country radio, mainstream country radio, you're going to hear the same beat every other song. You don't, And you don't walk away from the song remembering the lyrics or what they were saying. It's just, it's all made up bullshit. It's not the way life really is. You know, it's all happiness. It's all, you know, sunshine and rainbows and shit. You know, I, I listen to sad songs. Yes, you know, sir. When, yes. I think, when, I, when I think about country music, that's what I think about. I don't think about the upbeat party stuff. You know, I think about down to a crawl by Ken Mellons and Keith Whitley and, to me, that's country music, and that's what they've taken out of it. Well, don't don't worry. There's still a couple of us good old boys around that's trying to change that with stuff that we're trying to help promote and put out. But uh, that's like with me and my friends, man. When we're drinking and we're hanging out, you don't hear happy music, and people are always like giving us shit, and they're like, why do I want to go ride dirt roads and drink whiskey with you if all I'm going to do is want to cry all night? And it's like, no, this is fucking good music. We're not sad. This is what good right. music is. It's a special kind of person that plays their sad playlist when they're happy. Exactly. You know? And you, that's country music. When I think of Merle, you know, that's the stuff. I, I think Misery and Gin and, you know, it's, that's the essence of country music. It goes all the way back to, you know, Jimmy Rogers during the Great Depression. You know, I was... People, it was the thing, the hard times that people went through and, the, and you know, the fight, the overcoming things and just everything you actually go through in life. Yeah, when whenever Merle said, when she left me, I went to hell and heaven was a drink of wine. 
if you've never been through that and experienced that firsthand, I'm sorry. I hate if you ever had your heart broken and had to deal with it. Give it time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, shit. Country music, what you're putting out and others, is comparable to what used to be considered country. And when nobody gave a shit, you didn't have these people. I like Morgan Wallen about as much as the next person does. I, I feel like he tries to be real, but they change him a whole hell of a lot. But he's the only person I know that I can think of off of his new album that tries to put a message out there that's not like you, that's not somebody that's considered not mainstream. You guys have got it right. I don't know when they tried to make country happy, but country wasn't never meant to be fucking happy. No. No, and I, I like Morgan Wallen a lot. You know, I think he's really, really talented. My only thing, you know, the thing that I recognize, the thing that stands out to me, he's spitting out lyrics left and right. I, I, it, there's no space. If he, every every Morgan Wallen song song I listen to is like, but da 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 da, but da 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 da. He's spitting out lyrics left and right, and I can't. I'm old. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what he said in the last line, and then there, there's no space in the lyrics. You know, it's just. That's one thing I've noticed. I'm like, I mean, that's the thing about the slow, you know, good old country music. You know, it was three chords in the truth, and then and then the piano or the fiddle came in there, and it, it touched, you know, the music mixing with the words. And this stuff these days, man, they're spitting out lyrics left and right. I can't even keep up. Well, they're they're trying to make them or squeeze them into where they fit into that three minute block to go on the country radio, where you've got somebody like you who's a fucking poet, who there's certain songs you might not know every single line to that song, but you know one or two lines in it because it's going to resonate forever with you. And uh, I mean, dude, you've got several. And I guess. I guess. An example of what I'm trying to say would be Kentucky Bluebird. Kentucky Bluebird. By Keith Whitley. Yes, sir. You know, he's not spitting out lyrics like it's a rap song. And there's space in between what he's saying and the music takes you over and then you go. I mean, I guess it's just all no balance again you know it goes back to balance you know i just haven't uh, with those guys i don't hear the pain like you like we were talking about i don't hear a song that makes me reflect and 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 feel sad <laughs> like on morgan's ep he has one it's called living the dream but they sped it up so much that if they would have just gave that man a fucking acoustic guitar made right. made it simple let him take it slow I mean, he's got lines in that song between alcohol and women, Adderall and adrenaline, I don't ever get no rest. Like, <laughs> that's good shit. Yeah. But, but I mean, they sped it up so fast. Like you said, it's so congested. Um, I, I'm a big fan of, like, Johnny Paycheck. And Paycheck, with his song, The Outlaw Prayer, you can about, you can about put it as clockwork when I get good and shitty. That's, I'm going to make everybody in the room listen to Outlaw Prayer, and then I'm going to tell them to shut the hell up and listen to every line of that damn song. Like, right. Taking your time and putting out a message. It don't matter if the song's eight minutes long, dude. I mean, nah. m let it hit home. Yeah, they just don't make them like they used to. 
that's and that's the great thing about being from Texas, being independent. You know, I I don't have anybody trying to tell me what to do with my music. But you know, those guys. I mean, I I can't imagine you know the the stuff they go through just to, to be in the mainstream, all the people they have to deal with. You know, it's got to be miserable. Well, you can't do it this way. You have to do it this way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they've got to be miserable. I mean, I would be. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. <laughs> but you're you're an artist. There's there's a big difference in artist and entertainer. You're an artist. They're entertainers. Right. Uh, I, I've seen David Allen Coe, I know twice. He gets on stage. He plays his songs. He says a couple things in between them sometimes. But for the majority, he gets up there, he sings a song, puts his heart into it, and then he's done. He ain't jumping around. He's not dancing. He's not trying to put on a show. His, his music is the show. Yep. If you don't like it, then go the hell on, and Coe will tell you that. <laughs> I know. I've opened up for him six times. Oh, man. Is he's that, a trip. Yeah, he, uh, he's got one of the best lines ever. I watched a documentary on him one time, and he said, uh, he said, I had a friend that just died, and I walked past his casket, and when I did, he looked like he was just sleeping. He said, I thought that was the stupidest fucking thing I'd ever seen in my life. He said, when I die... I want it, my body to look used up, like there's no gas left in the tank. I want to live every ounce of life that my body gave me, and it's like, oh fuck, I get that. Like that, that that's perfect. That's a true story, man. I feel the same way. What? I think us outlaw, us out, you know, people that tend to listen to outlaw country or, or that way, we all kind of feel that way. I think. Well, I think people that listen to Outlaw Country, especially y'all that perform it, you, you live by your own set of rules. That's what that's what Waylon and, and Merle and Johnny and George and everybody used to be, was they live by their own rules, and people love them because they live by their own rules. At some point in time, Nashville or whoever, country music, decided, you know what, we don't want our entertainers to live by their songs anymore. We want the song. We, we want to make the image for them. That, that ain't what it is. We want to control everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm glad. No, I think I, I think when Willie and Waylon left and gave them the middle fingers, I think that just pissed them off even more, and they buckled down even more. Well, I'm glad we got folks like Creed Fisher that's still giving them the middle finger and putting out real music. Because it wasn't folks like you, dude. Our next generation. And I don't mean this in a bad way towards the music that we were just talking about with George and Johnny and all that stuff, but there needs to keep being a steady stream of it. Otherwise, you're only ever listening to classic country. And right. it shouldn't and it, be. There has that. to be a new generation. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think the guys like Jamie Johnson and Cody Jenks, you know, that's the two main ones I think of at this point as far as the new generation of the, of the outlaw country artists. And I think I fit in there somewhere with those guys. And uh, you don't you have know, to, you don't have to think, sir, you're right there. Like you're, you're, uh, you're there, your music. And I love both of those artists. I love their music. Yours rivals. I think Cody Johnson is, even though I love Jamie Johnson, I mean, Cody Jinx, 
I think Jinx and you are tit for tat. Yeah. I think when he's the closest out there I can think of doing, you know, that compares to, to what I'm doing. I think 50 years from now, that'll be the stuff people are playing. When they remember the 2021 and 2020 and all these years, dude, they won't think of these poppy number ones. <laughs> they'll, they'll listen to the song that I was telling you that a while ago about you, that uh, the devil knows my name. They'll, they'll hear that. They'll hear uh, when you're being proud to be an American and not apologizing for it. They'll yeah. hear that shit, and that shit will still, that shit'll still be hanging around, dude. It'll be the voice of that generation, you know, and I'll be dead and gone, so I won't have to deal with it no more. Don't worry. I've got a, I've got a nine-year-old that'll make sure she carries it on. <laughs> um, but, hey, when you come down, uh, I don't know your schedule. I'm going to get with your, your, your crew and everything about it. Uh, we would love – I don't know if you like hunting and drinking moonshine and free liquor and everything, but if you got a – I love all four of those things. Well – uh, we got some night scopes and some ARs for you. Uh, if you want to come down a day early, I'll pay for everything. Um, the day before the concert, it'll be like a Thursday. Um, if y'all want to come down, we'll put you up, treat you nice. And man, we'll, we'll take you to this, uh, this place down here with this, he's, he's family. He's got a very nice farm. He's got about a thousand acres for us to go blow some shit up on. And he's a huge fan. He's like my second daddy. He beat my right. ass if I didn't offer that to you. Um, he <laughs> right. he uh, in his shop it steadies it stays on YouTube playlist of Creed Fisher. That's the only thing that is played in his shop, and uh, it is badass. But he told me to tell you that he would treat you like a king if y'all if y'all were free a day before and wanted to come down. We'll pay for all your stuff and everything if you want to come hunting and uh, drink some free whiskey and stuff with us. Oh man, I'm. I'm, I'll take you up on that offer regardless if it's then or, or a different time. Okay. I'll come up. Again. Cool. All right, Creed. Well, I know you're a busy, man. Um, I very much appreciate it. March the 12th, folks. Y'all come out to Crazy Bull, uh, Macon, Georgia. Tickets are on sale now at BigTicket.com. Mr. Creed, I just want to say this from the uh, bottom of my heart. Please keep doing what you're doing. I know you probably don't get the notoriety that you deserve, but you are what country music fucking is. And I hope it is what it will revert back to very soon. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I fangirled out doing this uh, and tried to kick my composure because you've played shit that has brought tears to my eyes and made me proud of where I'm from. And I can't fucking say that to another artist I've done a show with. Well, man, I just want to say thanks for having me first and foremost. And uh, thanks for spreading the word about my music and, I'll be doing this till the day I till the day I die, man. And that's what that's what keeps me going. Yeah, I hope you just keep going, brother. Thank y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast. Y'all have a great day.